Welcome to the Leadership Window Podcast with Patrick Jinks. Each week, through a social sector lens, Patrick interviews leaders and experts and puts us in touch with trends and tips for leading effectively. Patrick is an LSI certified leadership coach, a member of the Forbes Coaches Council, a best-selling author, award-winning photographer, and professional speaker. And now, here's Patrick. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 48 of the Leadership Window. Glad you are along. This is going to be a short episode. I have an updated model that I want to share with you. And this is a model I, we shared on one of our YouTube episodes. And um, I, it's been expanded thanks to uh, a colleague, a client, a friend, a, a extraordinary leader in the nonprofit sector who's actually been on this show before. We'll talk about her a little bit more, but I want to share this expanded model with you today on leading efforts in diversity, equity, and inclusion. Three terms that we have heard a whole lot about over the last year, two years, uh, rightfully so, but with a lot of confusion and quite honestly, a lot of divisiveness. I think diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, are probably uh, the three words that have been heard the most frequently over the last year, uh, although some might argue that you're on mute might be the three words that have been most frequently heard this past year. In any case, we're going to talk about that. Before we do, I want to just quickly go ahead and say uh, this podcast is made possible in part through the support of Leadership Systems Incorporated. Leadership Systems is where I received my executive coaching and training certification, and they are huge supporters of this program and the work that we're doing. And if you are looking to learn how to apply a coaching competency to your leadership work, they are absolutely the people to turn to. And they've got some special rates on a lot of their training that they offer exclusively for listeners of this program. So take just a quick minute and hear a little bit more about that from Michael Wallace at LSI. Hey, this is Michael Wallace with Leadership Systems Incorporated. And on behalf of LSI, I want to say thanks for supporting our friend Patrick Jinks and the Leadership Window Podcast. We've been partnering with Patrick for many years, and we are so proud to have him represent us as an LSI certified executive coach. As a mutual friend, we'd like to offer you exclusive rates on some of the same training that Patrick has received over the years, as well as some new experiences that we've been developing. Head over to leadershipsystems.com slash jinx to see the upcoming training events on our calendar and register today to keep learning and growing. Again, that's leadershipsystems.com slash jinx, J-I-N-K-S, for exclusive pricing on LSI's virtual and in-person training events. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Michael and Dr. Jim Smith and Taylor and all the folks at LSI for your support through the years and for your partnership. Uh, okay, let's get to this. Uh, I'll remind you, for those of you that may not be aware, in addition to this podcast, uh, we also have a YouTube channel. And if you go to our website at jinxperspective.com, J-I-N-K-S perspective.com, and just click on the link in the main menu that says YouTube, and it'll take you to our YouTube channel. And this is a channel where we put together five to six minutes of just coaching videos and sometimes coaching questions, thought-provoking questions, sometimes tips, tools, models, resources, all things nonprofit leadership. So if you are in the nonprofit sector, not all the listeners of this program are in the social sector, but if you are, 
that is a great resource for you. And we don't do a lot of selling or anything like that on the show. It's just, we're into, I don't know, 80 some odd episodes now of just coaching videos. And back, uh, I don't know, episode 40 something. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have that in front of me, but we did an episode on what I called the 3D model for leading diversity, equity, and inclusion work in your organization. And the 3D model was define data and direction. And I'll go through it uh, in just a moment, but we've added two Ds and it's now the 5D model. Doesn't sound as sexy as the 3D model, but the 5D model is there thanks in large part to Molly Talbot Metz, who is the CEO of the Mary Black Foundation in Spartanburg here in my home state of South Carolina. And if you want to know who she is, go back to episode four of this podcast. She was our guest and you'll, it'll all tie together because the work they're doing at the Mary Black Foundation is very much around equity. Uh, the term equity, particularly as it relates to their work in health. So we're going to talk a little bit more about their work. But as we were going through this recently on a on an informal conversation over the phone, uh, I realized that Molly is doing a couple of things beyond those three D's. Their organization has moved to past defining it. They've they've already implemented informative quality data to help them drive their work. And they set a direction, very clearly articulated a direction for how they're going to approach diversity, equity, and inclusion. They've moved beyond those three Ds. They are in the second two Ds, which is the doing. And now they're thinking about the demonstrating. So we're gonna talk about those five Ds. I wanna uh, refer you, we'll put this in the um, notes page on our podcast page for this. We'll also include the link to our YouTube channel. But if you go to maryblackfoundation.org, maryblackfoundation.org, uh, you can learn all about what they're doing. And if in particular you go to the About Us section and click on um, Health Equity, you will find a perfect example of the first D. So I am not a diversity, equity, and inclusion expert. There are consultants who are deep into this. They've done the research. They're practitioners. Uh, they've seen the practices. They're, they're professionals at holding the key conversations and training your staff and board and doing analysis in your organization. They can do all of that. I am not an expert in that arena. This 5D model is more about a process to think about how you're going to go about DEI work in your organization. I, I'm not working with a client today who doesn't have DEI now somewhere in their value statement or their strategic plan. It's on their website. It's on their materials. They're talking about it at their board meetings. Diversity, equity, and inclusion has become a priority for them. And it's great. But many organizations stop right there. They don't know how to move further than the statement, uh, the, the optics of it all. And the Mary Black Foundation is just a great example of an organization who has progressed through that continuum. And on their website, you'll see their uh, example of the first D, which is define. And here's what we say in the model. Start by defining the terms, equity, inclusion, diversity, equality, whatever those terms are, define them. 
And, you know, you might say, well, there's already a definition for them. It's not our job to define them, but it is. It's your job to either embrace, there's there's a number of definitions out there, just like there are a number of definitions of leadership out there. They're all good ones. Find one that you can embrace and espouse and use or create your own if that's what it's needed. Just make sure that when your organization says equity, you've defined what you mean by that and, and why it's important for your organization. Uh, define diversity. Diversity, for example, is a state. Inclusion is an action. And we'll get to that. I'm going to share some other definitions with you uh, on this define set. But here's what the Mary Black Foundation says about health equity in their community. Their website says the Mary Black Foundation believes that health and wellness are basic human rights. A health equity framework guides us in achieving our mission to invest in people and communities for improved health, wellness, and success in Spartanburg County. Now, here's the definition. Health equity exists when all people have access to opportunities to thrive, both physically and mentally, and no one is limited in achieving health and wellness because of their race, ethnicity, nationality, gender, ability, sexual orientation, age, income, or zip code. It's a clear definition. And do, do you like the concept? Do you agree with the concept? That's not what matters right now. What matters is, do you understand the concept? Do you understand what the definition is? And has your board, your staff, your stakeholders understood this is our operational definition of it? that everybody has access to opportunities. It doesn't mean they're everybody's healthy. Everybody deserves, it means everyone has access to the opportunities to thrive and that no one is limited based on these various um, characteristics that they may have in their lives. So very clear. And they've got a visual here that shows you the difference between equality and equity. And I'm not going to try to describe the visual to you. You've probably seen some of these. There's a number of them out there that talk about the difference. But the point is that they have defined it. I'll give you another example. There's another uh, client that I've worked with here in South Carolina who defines they're they're in the sort of um, healthy movement, uh, eating eating healthy, active living, those kinds of things. And they define diversity as the presence of difference just you could stop right there i love that definite diversity is the presence of difference it's not an act it's just a thing it exists or it doesn't exist there's either difference here or everybody's the same so diversity it says may include race gender religion sexual orientation ethnicity nationality socioeconomic status language ability slash disability age religious commitment or political perspective Populations that have been and remain underrepresented among practitioners in the field and marginalized in the broader society. So the idea here is that diversity is the presence of difference. And then they define equity. Equity is promoting justice impartially and fair. I'm sorry, promoting justice, impartiality and fairness within the procedures, processes, and distribution of resources by institutions and systems. So notice how that definition is a little different than the Mary Black Foundation definition. This is literally in a glossary at the end of their strategic plan, these definitions. Inclusion, outcome to ensure those that are diverse 
actually feel and or are welcomed. Inclusion outcomes are met when you, your institution, and your program are truly inviting to all. The degree to which diverse individuals are able to participate fully in the decision-making processes and development opportunities with an organization, group, or governing body. Here's what I love about these definitions is it takes the politics out of it. These are just, you listen to and read these definitions, you're not going to find many people that disagree with their concepts. Unfortunately, because of the tone, the divisiveness, the political divides right now that we're experiencing, particularly in our country, these terms are legitimate, real, um, valuable terms that have lost their power and their impact and their meaning to so many because they've been either weaponized on one side of the aisle or another, or just completely misunderstood. So by getting to the definitions of them, we break down the, the politics of it and we say, this is what we mean by it. Here's the other thing I will say about defining is once you define the terms, and this is just the jinx perspective here, as it were, um, talk about it rather than labeling it. Um, so I'm talking to a, a client the other day who says, you know, we've got, we've got a particular neighborhood that we're working with who has uh, difficulty getting access to transportation to healthcare appointments. Uh, the bus system doesn't go into their community, whatever they sort of explain this. And our work is around helping to sort of fill that gap. Well, that's equity. And that's all that is. Nobody said anything about Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, equity, nobody. You don't have to use the terms that have these sort of connotations to them. You just talk about what you're doing. Hey, we've got a neighborhood here who needs a little extra help because they don't have access to something everybody else has access to. And we want to fill that gap. In other words, we want to create equity for that neighborhood. That's really all it is. Uh, it's not some mysterious sort of thing. Defining it is really important and defining it and talking about what it looks like is more powerful right now, in my view, than continuing to use the terms equity, diversity, inclusion. We're using the terms equity, diversity, and inclusion, many of us, because those are the terms everybody's using. It's like, we got to say it. We got to have those words on our website and on our strategic plan. What's more important is that you understand what the work actually is. It's much like your mission statement. I've always said it's more important that you know your mission than it is that you know your mission statement. There's a difference. One is memorizing words. The other is actually understanding what the charge is. I was working with an organization down in Florida, a faith-based organization, a nonprofit formed as an outreach arm of a mega church there. And so the mission of the nonprofit, which was a separate independent 501c3 created by the church, the mission of the nonprofit was around healthcare, but it included the words, you know, to, to share and demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ in delivering healthcare to such and such and such and such. And they were having difficulty getting grants and because people didn't like their faith-based statement. And I said, well, is it more important to say that you demonstrate the love of Jesus or more important that you actually just demonstrate the love of Jesus? You know, do you have to have it formally in your statement? Can you attract more funding by living true to the charge and, and, and transcending 
the words that are the dividers for people. It's sort of similar with diversity, equity, and inclusion now. They're just buzzwords. And getting to what they actually mean is important. Let's move to D number two, data. If you're going to say we need to achieve diversity, equity, and inclusion in our work, start by saying, where are we not achieving it? What does the data tell us? And this one's going to be a quick one. For example, uh, is your board diverse? What data tells you that it is? And we're talking about D with a capital D. We're not just talking about race and ethnicity, but age diversity. Does your board come from different sections of the community? Do you have various competencies and professions represented on your board? Do you have uh, diversity of thought and background and skill on your board? Do you have racial and ethnic diversity on your board? Is there the presence of difference? What does the data tell you? What does the data tell you about the clients that you serve in your organization? This is where the Mary Black Foundation really did it well. They'll show you the line graphs, the trends in third grade reading proficiency among white kids in certain regions and kids of color in certain regions. And there's a big gap between them. Now, the next question is why? Why does that gap exist? Now we're in a conversation at least about why it exists. And, you know, you can have your opinions and your thoughts. But again, if you dig deeper into the data, you start to understand why the gap exists. So the Mary Black Foundation is about supporting initiatives and solutions and practices that will actually start to narrow that gap, not by bringing down the scores of the white kids, but by lifting up the scores of the the black kids and the brown kids and you know anyone else that is not experiencing the same result how can we fill the gap so what does the data tell you about diversity equity and inclusion once you get that you can move to the, the third d which is direction what is your direction for addressing the data in other words what's your plan <laughs> Uh, And I like the term direction because I use it a lot in our strategic planning work where you set the strategic direction of the organization. Where are we going? How are we going to how are we going to tackle this? What's our work going to be putting it in your statement that we value diversity, equity and inclusion and we're going to start on the inside and work our way out doesn't tell anybody what you're actually doing. It doesn't. And so I'm, I'm literally I'm watching board members of organizations get confused recently seeing them resign from their boards because this stuff is confusing. They don't know what the work is. It's not because they don't agree with the concept of, yeah, we, of course, that's why we're here as a nonprofit to help people that need the help and to make sure everybody has the same opportunities. But these terms are driving us crazy because we're saying them and not putting them into action. We don't know what the work looks like. That's the direction phase. You have to define the work itself. What is the direction we're heading? Here's where Molly, on a recent conversation, Molly Metz at the Mary Black Foundation, uh, really just um, inspired me the other day to add these two Ds. These are her Ds, by the way. Um, One of them is doing. Okay, we've defined it. We've got the data around it. We've set our direction on what we're going to do. Now it's time to get to the doing move past the talking and actually implement our plan and move in the direction that we've now set. So if that means beginning to change the composition of our board through new recruiting practices, 
if that means uh, we need more data, so we're gonna, that's gonna be part of the doing. We're actually going to learn more about where the gaps are. Uh, if the doing is that we're gonna shift our funding to be more equitable, whatever that is for you, get to the doing. And then that leads to the fifth D, which is demonstrating. Sounds similar to doing, but the demonstrating is where we actually show others how to do it. And we go from a preaching posture on diversity and equity and inclusion to a teaching posture on diversity, equity, and inclusion by showing other organizations effective practices that we know work because we did them. And now we've moved the needle on the data. Our board looks different. Our third grade reading gap is narrower or eliminated. Our, uh, our donors are a more diverse pool. Our leadership programs are more diverse now because we've become more proactive and inclusive in who we're recruiting and inviting to come to these things. So here's the model that we used for it and we can start actually operating as a true best practice for other organizations who are still struggling back at the define stage going, we know we need to do this stuff, we just don't know how. Now, in all five of these, Yes, you get the expertise, bring in the consultants, have the tough conversations, do all that, but not for the sake of just doing it and saying, we hired a consultant and held conversations about race equity. Do it as a part of a strategic, intentional direction to address specific data as you have defined the challenge. And then do that work, and now you are in a position where you can demonstrate it to others. So, you know, this is, this is talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion without giving you any, giving you any of the sort of technical tools and tips on achieving it. This is about getting intentional on how to do it. And I, I believe that if more organizations will take this approach, this sort of 5d approach, clarity will begin to appear for your board, for your staff, your stakeholders, your donors, your, your, your political counterparts, whoever they might be, um, because you're, you're talking about the concepts and, and the essence of diversity, equity, inclusion, not just shouting the labels as loudly as you can. You're basing your decisions and your direction on data, not on emotions or assumptions. You're being intentional about the direction your organization is moving. You're doing the work, not just saying it. And now you're in a place to where you can demonstrate it and help others get there. I hope this has been helpful. Um, I, again, I'm not an expert in this arena. When it comes to this, there are people that are far more versed and, and researched and practiced in this whole arena. Uh, I'm an advocate for it, but I think we got to get intentional about it and move past the we got to get past the politics of it we got to get past the rhetoric and we got to find a way to influence people by shaping a path that's easy for them to walk to help us in supporting this that's the jinx perspective for this week i hope you'll join us next time we've got a great guest on dr uh, kalim islam is going to talk about the 12 inch rule of leadership i'm excited about that one see you here soon Lead on.